Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to our number three of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina along with George Kurtz, Sean Angle driving the bus, keeping us flying straight. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And hey, I got to ask you, would you bake a cake without a recipe or go to trial for public urination without a lawyer? then why would you go into your fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package? We have a fantasy Hall of Famer and the number one overall football accuracy expert on staff, writing articles, compiling rankings, projecting 2018 statistics, and answering your pre-draft questions. Our company has been nominated for over 60 fantasy industry awards in the last three years. We are here to help you win. Go to rotoexperts.com, use code WINNER, and get 10% off and give us the honor of leading you to fantasy glory with the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. George, you're a big part of that Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, uh, writing tons of articles. Uh, what could uh, our listeners expect when they uh, become uh, members and, and put in that code of winner and get 10% off? What are they uh, reading from you? you got the, uh, the running back handcuff article. you got tons of stuff. Tell us. Yeah, I was uh, busy. I think I wrote seven columns for that. You mentioned the running back handcuff, uh, <clears throat> new face. I'm sorry, old faces in new places. Always say that reverse. Mm-hmm. That's obviously free agents who, uh, or guys who was released who are on new teams who could do some damage in fantasy. I wrote uh, alter- alternative scoring systems. That's two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues, IDP. My favorite type of league by far is a super flex league. Uh, I prefer IDP. I'd like to get rid of kickers and get rid of defenses altogether. And even if you don't want to go to IDP, just add more flex. I just mm-hmm. don't like kickers and uh, defense. I said, whenever we tell you, Ah, you wait till around 15, 16. Ah, wait till around 10. We, we doing quarterbacks. Then something's wrong. You know, there's no strategy involved. Here. That's why I like to uh, add that second quarter, second quarterback, get rid of defenses, get rid of kickers, add IDPs, uh, players in new places, quarterback positional breakdown, tight end positional breakdown, when to draft a quarterback, which for me is always pretty much as late as possible unless the value dictates earlier on in your draft. If everyone waits on Aaron Rodgers to round five, well, then I'll take Aaron Rodgers in round five. But in most normal drafts, he's going to go around three-ish or so. I'm going to wait on a quarterback, uh, assuming you're playing in a one-quarterback league. Mm. And uh, there's the Slack channel that you're involved in as well, where uh, uh, subscribers could go and get their answers questioned in real time, right? Yes. Uh, they get yes, their they questions can. answered. Did I say that 
<laughs> they, 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 they ask the question, we answer them uh, pretty much as soon as we, what you possibly can. Uh, it's a great mm-hmm. way to talk to anybody you want. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. I'm there, Chris and, Mitchell, uh, Brandon Brand Merchant, mm-hmm. Scott Engel is there, Jake mm-hmm. Seeley. Mm-hmm. We're all there. We mm-hmm. check in. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it's uh, if you ever do ask a question, please ask it thoroughly. Sometimes uh, we need as much information as possible. What type of league you're in is always big PPR standard. That does change the evaluation. So you always want to give as much information as you possibly can. And if you want to pay full price, George will give you his personal phone number. You can call him personally whenever that you want, even if it's the middle. Sure, of no one else George. calls me. I'm lonely. <laughs> hey, it's uh, Comic-Con weekend in San Diego, George, and uh, you're kind of into like the uh, superhero kind of, uh, you know, world. No, I mean, you, you've talked about some of the shows that you've watched, some movies. No. Uh, I mean, I'm not big into it. Uh, I did finally right. watch Justice League on the way to Vegas, or on the plane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what'd you think? Because you know, that, that's been much maligned. I kind of liked it, and you know, my son is big into comic books. He's not a baby. He's a, you know, is in his early twenties, but he really disliked the movie. I kind of, you know, maybe because I wasn't expecting too much out of it, but I actually liked Justice League. I thought it was solid. I said, I want a plane. Mm-hmm. I would have taken anything, right? You want to watch just a kill some time? <laughs> yeah, it's five hour flight. But I thought it was a mm-hmm. solid movie. So I had, yeah. <laughs> I had no issues with it whatsoever. Now, mm-hmm. I did I like see Wonder Woman, but better. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the Avengers. That wasn't on, an option mm-hmm. on the flight, so I couldn't, couldn't watch it. I probably would if it was But you there. never saw the, any not, of the Avengers movies? I don't think so. No, there's too many of them. Mm. They come out like every other mm. day now. It seems like I've missed most yeah. of these ones. Well, I highly recommend them. But go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. You were talking about Wonder Woman. Yeah, like I said, I, I, uh, I don't mind uh, them. I, I really don't. You know, but I don't think I'd go out of my way to see them. I think that's, that's the issue there. You know, I'm just not going to mm-hmm. go out of my way to watch, uh, you know, Thor and all these other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I did see the one, I forget which one it's, what it's called, but the one where the Hulk took Loki and smashed him a couple of thousand times. That was funny. I enjoyed that. That's the Avengers. But, uh, that's but the Avengers. That, that was a f- that's the original really? Avengers. That's yeah. the original. Yeah, so I saw that one. That's the only yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, just uh, as a goof, who is your fantasy... Superman, we'll say like in baseball and football, who would you equate uh, to Superman in fantasy baseball? Mike Trout, right? It's got to be Mike Trout. Right, right, yeah. Guy's mm-hmm. MVP uh, every year. Yeah. You know what you're going to get with him. Number one it's an picker. automatic. Yes. Nobody's even doubting that. Yeah, Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. What's his kryptonite? Uh, basically, his his supporting cast, right? The fact that he's not playing, you know, with with anyone. That's <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean, uh, <laughs> I am getting so many complaints from fantasy owners. Oh, should I trade him because they're not, they're not pitching to him? They're pitching around him. So yeah, the problem is he's got no one around him. I mean, they, they can mm-hmm. pitch. They will. They'll take their chance that Angleton Simmons will beat them, or that Albert Pujols will beat them. Cole Calhoun, mm-hmm. Justin Upton. Mm-hmm. They don't want Mike Trout to, to beat them, and I don't blame them. I don't want the big guy to beat me either. Right. What about in uh, fantasy football? Who's the, uh, the the Superman in fantasy football? This one might be a little tougher to uh, determine, right? It's kind of like an automatic in baseball. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. We know that. But w- w- what do you think in football? Well, I guess the first question is now, it's like I said about the Slack channel, what type of league? <laughs> Why don't we say right? since, uh, yeah, we'll say a, a PPR league. A PPR, 12-teamer, I don't know, you want to throw a super flex in there, that's fine. But PPRs, you've said it on previous shows, it's the new standard league, right? Everyone plays some form of a PPR, whether it's a full-point PPR or a half-point PPR. Everyone but Jake Seeley. We know he feels about <laughs> PPR. Um, 
I, I think this. You know, when it comes to, uh, I mean, this, this is a tough question because I'm See, it's sort of close. Yeah, it is tougher in football because I'm sort of mm-hmm. close of going with what Tony Cicada said about mm-hmm. you know maybe Antonio Brown's the best overall play because you know what you're going to get uh, year in and year out. That's why I asked you about the PPR mm-hmm. standard league. Yeah, your standard yeah. is mm-hmm. no that I go for a running back, but in in a PPR league, I'm going to go with Antonio mm-hmm. Brown as being fantasy Superman. Once again, it would likely be Le'Veon Bell if he wasn't going to hold out here. And I love Todd Gurley mm-hmm. as well. But uh, yeah. give me Antonio Brown. He's the most consistent. Right. Yeah. My, my options were uh, Todd Gurley, but I also uh, put agree with you with Antonio Brown. Because you know, in my notes for the show, Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown were both on there. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown has just been getting it done a little bit longer than than Todd Gurley, and I know that you know one's a running back, obviously, and one's a wide receiver. But uh, you know, what, what would you say that uh, Antonio Brown's kryptonite is? In my opinion, it's got to be uh, Roethlisberger's home road splits. I mean, when you really look at uh, Brown's numbers, they are affected by what's been going on with Roethlisberger uh, when he plays on the road. It's weird. I would agree. The Kryptonite is away from Heinz Field, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, away from Krypton. Now, when he's away from mm-hmm. Heinz Field, away from Krypton, <laughs> they don't just doesn't seem to do as much for whatever reason. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody truly understands well, what it is. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he does seem to have issues away. They all do. I don't know if you can blame it all mm-hmm. on them. Maybe so the entire team, but the entire team's mm-hmm. Kryptonite is being away from Pittsburgh. Right. Well, uh, we'll do this one a little later because I think it's going to take some some time to think, but got to think about who is fantasy baseballs and fantasy football's Batman. Now, Batman is a kind of a, an interesting superhero because he doesn't have any superpowers, right? He, he can fight. He has, he's trained. He, he's basically the world's greatest detective. He uses uh, the best, uh, uses his skills uh, incredibly well. But uh, I'll give you one that should, should go quick. How about who's uh, fantasy baseball's Incredible Hulk? <laughs> Oh, uh, I got to go Aaron Judge. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Giancarlo Stanton could be there, too. Guys just hit the ball a mm-hmm. mile, an absolute yeah. mile. So um, I'll, go, I'll go Aaron Judge. He was the, having mm-hmm. a good – he's having a better year than Stanton. Not much better, but a better year than Stanton. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll say Incredible Hulk is Aaron Judge. Yeah. And that was my – I put two names down here. Uh, I hate him. <laughs> I shouldn't say I hate him, not in a personal way, but I hate him as a as a baseball player, Joey Gallo, because he's so one dimensional. He's like a Rob Deere of a modern day Rob Deere, <laughs> you know, because all he does is either strike out or you know make out or just hit home runs. But Joey Gallo, man, he's got a lot, a lot of power. I think he hit a couple of home runs on Friday night as well, right? But uh, yeah, my second, I, I guess I would put uh, Joey Gallo and Aaron Judge as co incredible hulks in fantasy baseball. What about fantasy football? Incredible Hulk in fantasy football. I, that's tougher. I mean, you're looking for a big because uh, one of these guys generally don't uh, aren't at the top of any lists here. As far as you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking running backs. Or even oh, I got one. I got one. All I got right, the let's man. See if you agree with me. Okay. How could it be anybody else but Gronk? There you go. <laughs> right? Yeah, I agree. Right? I mean, Gotta be Gronk. Yes. Yes. Me yes. Gronk. Me hit ball. Me hit <laughs> yeah. ball hard. Yeah, yeah. Gronk. Right. Right. Right, and uh, obviously, remember when he uh, he made that that play where um, he hit a player. I forget the player's name, but uh, out out of bounds, you know. So obviously, his yes, uh, yes, that was a dirty play. Was incredible. That was that was an incredible Hulk kind of move, right? 
Yeah, that was uh, get the boast. A little brain dead there. A little brain dead there is what it was. He just, I think I saw on ESPN, he was swimming with the sharks. I mean, Bill Belichick and Kraft had to be like, "You are you kidding me, Gronk?" I mean, literally, he was down there with an ESPN uh, camera crew uh, swimming with the sharks. Yeah, I was like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, I." It's like, I mean. I get you want to have fun at your age, man, but uh, I probably mm-hmm. will. I'll, I'll wait a year or two until I retire before I start doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, before the end of the show, maybe we'll do a couple more of these. Like I said, the fantasy Batman, uh, maybe the fantasy uh, Spider-Man. Now, a fantasy Spider-Man would be someone who's kind of like a lanky kind of guy, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll let you think about it, maybe. Uh, let's get back to some of these new coaches. Uh, the Giants have a new head coach in Pat Shermer. Uh, who brought in a new offensive coordinator in Mike Shula, a new defensive coordinator in James Betcher. Just everything's new here. Everything's new and fresh for the Giants, right? Uh, and uh, as the Vikings offensive coordinator, Shermer uh, got the most out of uh, journeyman quarterback Case Keenum. What do we think about uh, Shermer? What could he bring to this Giants team? I mean, uh, I guess you consider him a quarterback guru, right? I mean, uh, but it looks like maybe... He might try to limit Eli Manning's, uh, you know, activity. You know, maybe, you know, of course. I mean, you, you have this Saquon Barkley is going to be incredible, isn't he? What, what do you think about this whole situation here? I think the Giants going to be a better team than people expect. I mm-hmm. like what they've done. You know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I'm not even sure they'll make the playoffs, but I mm-hmm. think they're going to be a team that's going to be uh, not fun to play. You know, I think last year everything went wrong. They fell apart. And, and it just mm-hmm. it snowballed, and it just cratered. I mean, Matt, everything was handled badly. So many injuries. Sure. You know, uh, it's, it was just bad. McAdoo had his issues as well. <clears throat> you look at this offense. Are right, Eli Manning? I right, listen. He, he he's on a downside of his career, but I, I still mm-hmm. think he has a year or two of being competitive left. So Quan Barkley. Do you is think the real they deal. limit the? Uh, Limit the amount of passes he's going to make. I mean, of course, I mean, Saquon Barkley is going to get 300 carries, don't you think? I mean, before Dalvin Cook went down last year, he was heavily used uh, by Pat Shermer. I mean, do, do you think that it could get as bad for Eli Manning as trying to be like maybe a, a, a Blake Bortles kind of like a game manager? Is that possible? I mean, but he does I don't have, know if it would be uh, that much because look, Beckham too, right? Yeah. Right. You got Beckham, you got Shepard, you got mm-hmm. Ingram. That's a damn good this is a dangerous offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they can protect Eli, which is really my only question here, if they can protect Eli, they're gonna score points. They're gonna score a lot of points. You know, and you bring in Soldi, you draft Will Hernandez. I I just like what they've done here. So I think the Giants mm-hmm. are an incredibly dangerous offensive uh, team. I think they're going to score points. I don't want to say by a truckload, but I don't think they're going to have many issues there. Yes, I do think they're going to try and protect Eli by running Barkley, I don't know, 20 times a game. You know, I do think they will do that. Uh, I, said they Barkley, and I said Barkley's the real deal. He's going to have a good season. The defense is really where the question is. You know, there were so many problems with the secondary last year. You know, mm-hmm. Eli Apple, people thought he'd be released during the offseason because he ended up acting like a child. Janoris Jenkins mm-hmm. disappearing at times. You know, you, you trade Jason Pierre-Paul. Can you put any pressure on the opposing quarterback? You know, so you, mm-hmm. got, you got issues there. You're going to a 3-4 defense. That's a switch. You know, is that going to work? So really, for me, the question is all on the defensive side, not the offensive side. I think the offensive side is going to be fine, which is great for fantasy. I would take really any of these guys. I wouldn't take Eli Manning as a quarterback one, mind you, but as quarterback two, I don't have any problems with. Barkley is a top five mm-hmm. running back. Beckham, a top five wide receiver. Ingram, a top five tight end. I mean, damn. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder this, uh, Joe. Are there enough bulls to go around for all these guys, especially when you throw Shepard in there as well? Mm-hmm. 
Give me an over-under uh, in terms of their wins. I mean, you look at this NFC East, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, Eagles are the favorite because they're Super Bowl champions. <laughs> but, uh, you know, g- g- give me, like, win totals for uh, some of these teams if you, if you can. Uh, the over-under for the Giants, I'll have it eight. I, I would put the Cowboys okay. at probably I agree with seven. You. I'll give the Cowboys seven. I think Washington might be end up being the worst team in this division, but they're also right around seven, seven and a half. I think all these teams. Mm-hmm. I think Eagles can win ten games. You know, I think they are mm-hmm. the best team here. But maybe even I would probably put the Eagles at ten. That would be my over under for the Eagles ten. Uh, like I said, Giants eight, eight and a half. Cowboys seven and a half, eight, and Washington seven, seven and a half. I think it's going to be a close division because they're going to beat up on each other. Mm. All right. Uh, while we go to commercial, George, I want you to think about uh, fantasy superheroes, okay? All right, we'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. Little Michael Jackson taking us out. Listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. London Caller from The Clash. Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and choose your mashups uh, using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. And I want to bring in Sean Engel for a second. Sean, you there? All right, so I know you're you're a big superhero kind of guy. No, I mean I know that you and your dad, uh, the great uh, Scott Engel, the uh, the king, uh, go see a lot of uh, superhero movies. No, that is correct. We usually all right. Ones. Yeah, uh, is that what you favor? I mean, have you seen the? We were talking a little bit before about Justice League. Have you seen the Justice League movie? I've seen parts of. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think the Marvel movies are, are a little bit better. And, and, you know, Christian Bale, though, made a very good Batman in those three movies. And, eh, uh, you know, I mean, I kind of liked Justice League more than I thought of, th- th- than I thought I would. But, 
So I'll ask you a question, and there's only one answer, and let's see if you get it right. Who's your fantasy superhero? Crickets, lovely. Yeah. All right, well, when he comes with an answer, he'll let us know. But there's only one answer I expect from, from Sean Engel. Uh, fantasy superhero. <laughs> You're the man, that's it? Wow, I was Fantastic. Took him a while there. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thinking too hard on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, yeah, you really gave it a few uh, minutes thought. You, you scared? I thought that maybe. Uh, you know, I asked you a question. You just passed out. Uh, just because of the pressure, I put a lot of pressure on you. But that's a fantastic answer. You read my mind. I didn't even like text you or email you or whatnot. You know, it's, you know, Scott Angle is your fantasy superhero. Fantastic. So, George Kurtz, did you give any thought to uh, your, your fantasy Batman? Fantasy Batman, that's right. Are we talking uh, baseball or, uh, or football here first? Oh, well, I took baseball first, I guess. Fantasy Batman. I see, I went with it. I could have gone with a couple of different ways here. You know, first mm -hmm. thing I was thinking of uh, is it a guy who, uh, you mentioned, he has no superpower. Uh, right. Really, his superpower is that he's, he's a billionaire. So that, that's his mm -hmm. power there. So am I looking for someone who could do, do a little bit of everything? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How he can, uh, you know, he can fight, he can detect, he can has all these nice right. little toys. You know, that, that's where I was going with this right. here. So does that mean I'm looking for like a super utility guy? You see where I'm going, mm -hmm. Joe? You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't seem, you don't seem like you're buying it though. No, I that's mean, okay. I, I, when I, no, that's fine. It's it's a your answer. That's fine. I'm not going to judge you. Oh, I thought more like a game. student of the game. Student of the game. Okay, oh, I like that too. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't think about that though. Uh, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> excuse me, the player I'm going, I couldn't really find somebody. I was thinking about somebody who would be, if Marwin Gonzalez was having a better year, he would have been mm -hmm. my guy because he's eligible at so many positions. That was the kind of guy I was looking for here. Couldn't really find mm -hmm. that. So in the end, you know, I'm just going to give some love to uh, Jose Ramirez. I'll give him my fantasy back wow. for the season he's having. Mm -hmm. uh, and what a year he's having. <laughs> leads, the, yeah. leads baseball in home runs is he number, number 30 yeah. last night. So he's having, yes. I mean, this is a guy that's going to win a lot of people, a lot of leagues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not uh, Matt Harvey, the dark knight. <laughs> no, no. I, his name did cross my mind, but no. I don't and think it should have put yeah. it in here. Yeah, and football, um, I would think it would be tougher to pick a, a fantasy Batman. I don't know if you had one or not, but, yeah, I don't want to put too much pressure on you. I, I almost caused uh, Sean Engel to pass out before. I don't want to put, put that kind of pressure on people. No, no, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> the fantasy Batman, uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers in football. That's my mm. fantasy Batman. Ooh, that's a good one. Guy who, that's a good one. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, the way Batman always throws those, uh, what are the things, those, those, uh, you know, those, those little gadgets he has, he throws them, he can he go up in the air, and they, they take him wherever he wants to go. That sort of reminds me how Rogers throws the deep ball. It's, it looks like mm -hmm. he's like 10 yards off the, the ground, he throws like a laser beam. So uh, I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers my fantasy uh, Batman. Plus, like I what said, a Batman's a billionaire. Well, Aaron right. Rodgers is about to be one as soon as he signs that right. new contract with Green Bay. What about Tom Brady? I mean, he's the kind of guy, obviously, I mean, he's the GOAT, right? The greatest of all time. But, uh, you know... When he was drafted, there was really no indication that he was going to turn into the player that he was. Talk about a guy who's really used all of his, you know, 
intrinsic powers, right? And uses everything at his disposal. I mean, you know, he's had a couple of seasons where he's had some really big time wide receivers. But other than that, just a, a, a large cast of a lot of different guys catching the ball for him. No? Can you, can yeah, here's you the funny that? thing about Tom Brady. Here's the funny thing about Tom Brady. Uh, if, if both him and Aaron Rodgers were both starting their career today, and mm-hmm. I knew how it was going to go, I'm drafting Aaron Rodgers above Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, is a better quarterback in almost every sense. You know, mm-hmm. Brady has just played with uh, the greatest head coach of all time. You know, better coordinators, maybe better players around, certainly better defenses. Other than that, mm-hmm. you know, Rodgers has a stronger arm, has much more mobile, can run the ball, throw all the passes you need to throw. This is not a knock on Brady. He is the greatest of all time for everything he's accomplished. But yes, if I was drafting an NFL team, and I said both are starting their career tomorrow, I'm taking Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Yeah, two incredibly talented guys, obviously. Uh, it is amazing, though, that, that Brady has also been as healthy as uh, he's been throughout his uh, entire career. You know, he had that that uh, spot, uh, I think, just one year, other than when he was suspended, where he's missed, you know, a significant amount of time. And, and Here, Rogers, the ACL. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rodgers, I mean, you know, he's had a couple of issues. I wouldn't call him injury-prone, but uh, I guess... You know. No, he's he's um, you're right. He's missed some seasons. That's a, that's a very good argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So we were talking uh, NFL teams with coaching changes. We kind of were finishing up on the Giants, and we were talking about uh, the NFC East. Do you think it's an automatic? I mean, who would you say the favorite to win? And this is tough <laughs> when we're talking. Is we're still in July. Are the Eagles the outright favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions? It's hard to say they're not. <laughs> I mean, you look at this team, where's the weakness? Hmm. I mean, think about it. Even if Wentz can't start or gets hurt, you got Nick Foles, so you're covered there. We discussed, mm-hmm. uh, discussed the running backs with Tony Sincata, Jay Ajayi, Corey mm-hmm. Clement, Darren Sproles, Wendell Smallwood. They can win with mm-hmm. or without any of them. Even the wide receiver course is not dependent on any one person. Jeffrey Aguilar, Mike Wallace, who I think is being overlooked a little bit, Mac Hollins, who I like a lot. So they're deep mm-hmm. there, tight end. I mean, you got Zach Ertz. No, top two, top three tight end of the game, and you draft a Dallas Goddard. <clears throat> so you're fine there. Defense, you have plenty. You got guys who can rush the quarterback from every angle on defense. Defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, outside with Graham and Michael Bennett, linebacker. I mean, any way you want, they can rush the, law, the, the quarterback here. My only question for mm-hmm. them will be the cornerbacks, the secondary. I think that's their weakness there. Teams are going to try and attack that. But like I said, if you're in obvious passing situations, that team's coming after you, and they're coming after you hard. I think Philadelphia's the best mm-hmm. team in the, in, the, in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily, do you think uh, 10 wins, 11 wins this season? Yeah, I gave them their over-under a 10, so I think they, they win mm-hmm. at, le- at least 10. 11's a possibility. Like I said, uh, the Eagles, they are the best team, but you know, Giants are up and coming. Dallas, is uh, with that offensive line, could be a threat. Washington's a good team as well. So I don't think mm-hmm. the Eagles aren't going to go 6-0 in the division. They might go 4-2. and two. So, you know, that's already two losses. The schedule is intriguing. I wouldn't say it's tough, but uh, it's not, you know, not a cakewalk either. You know, so I think it's going to be some issues there. You know, I mean, so uh, I'll give them, if I had to pick a record, I'd say 11 and 5. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you from what you said before we went to commercial in terms of the uh, Washington team being the weak link of the division. So that's going to be uh, interesting. I, I don't see them winning more than five games, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so uh, the last team that I want to talk about in terms of uh, having uh, coaching changes and let's see how you think it's going to affect 
their fantasy season is the Tennessee Titans. They brought in uh, head coach Mike Vrabel. Uh, and uh, offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur and uh, defensive coordinator Dean Pease. So, um, yeah, Vrabel is considered a defensive-oriented coach, but uh, look, the Titans have told him, look, you got to help uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, uh, you know, find himself, right, get the most out of his skill set. Well, we're going to find out about Tennessee really quick. And you look at their schedule here. All right, you got Miami week one, but it's in Miami. It won't be a, uh, you know, a gimme game. But then you play mm-hmm. Houston, Jacksonville, Philadelphia. All right, so you're going to find out real good about how, what well, kind of team you are. All right, mm-hmm. uh, you got two division games there. You get two uh, big-time rivals, both expect to be good teams in Houston and Jacksonville. And then you play with Super Bowl champions. So if they have any missteps, they could be in, uh, they got some problems here. Their schedule does mm-hmm. ease up after that. They play Buffalo and Baltimore. So maybe that uh, helps out a little bit. Listen. I think they. Uh, I truly believe that Wizard Hunt was protecting Mariota last year. You know, uh, they didn't want him to run the ball. They didn't want him to scramble as much. They didn't want him to run the ball downfield because of the injuries he had suffered the, the years before that. And I understand that, mm-hmm. and I don't blame them whatsoever. You know, not not in the least. But I think it hampered his ability because I don't think mm-hmm. uh, Mariota is a pure drop back passer and throw the ball. I think he needs to move right. around. You saw you saw in the playoffs they let him do it. You know, and then things got better for him. So uh, he's not a quarterback one. I'm not drafting mm-hmm. Mariota as a quarterback one, but I think he is a high-end quarterback too. So in a super flex and or uh, two-quarterback league, I am much more interested. Mm. Uh, so they brought in, like I mentioned, uh, Matt LaFleur as their offensive coordinator, another guy with ties to the Rams' offense. Uh, LaFleur also ties to uh, 49ers' uh, current head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Um, so, I mean, Titans... Offense is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, a lot of attention, and, and I kind of like him this year, too. I'm not sure if maybe there's too much attention being brought on to uh, uh, being focused on to uh, second-year wide receiver Corey Davis. You know, Joe, I actually wonder if he's the key to this team. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think they need that wide receiver to step up. Rashad Matthews is a nice NFL wide receiver, too. That's what mm-hmm. he is. All right, Delaney Walker's a fine tight end. You know, the running game, I like the running game with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. You know, so I have, I have no issues there whatsoever. You know, but it's, you know, do they have that game break at wide receiver? Someone who could stretch the defenses. Someone to get that mm-hmm. safety out of the middle of the field or out of, uh, you know, or, or of the eight-man box. To give Henry and Lewis mm-hmm. some more running room there. So that's what I worry about there. If Corey Davis can be that player, then this offense is damn good. And I mean damn good. So, uh... I, I do think there's a lot of pressure on Corey Davis. Fantasy-wise, I think he's a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, we should be sleeping also on uh, Taewon Taylor. Uh, he's a guy that has a pretty good skill set, but you're right. I mean, the focus has been uh, Corey Davis, and I think you, you hit the nail right on the head. He's going to have a big... Uh, significant role in that defense. If he breaks out, then this team could be uh, a lot better than some suspect. And Delaney Walker just keeps on getting it done, right? He's like, uh, you know, father time just keeps on marching on. I mean, it takes over. Who knows if Antonio Gates will come back now that Hunter Henry is gone, but he's the elder statesman tight end that uh, that Mariota loves to depend on. In that Rotowire league, I drafted uh, Antonio Gates with my last pick. Had nothing to lose. No, why not? You know, yeah, I think he, yeah. 
I think he does come back. I think he will uh, return mm-hmm. uh, at, at some point. I think it's just a matter of time here. I think he'll be a somewhat productive tight end there. So, uh, I said, once again, nothing to lose there. So, I think Gates does come back. As for Galani Walker, I think he's top six, top seven tight end. He's a guy I'll be more mm-hmm. than happy to roll with. Safe player. He's not going to have mm-hmm. the upside of Ertz, Kelsey, Gronk, obviously. But he's a safe guy over over guys like Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, you know, Cameron Braid, or any of these other guys. Uh, I said, I have a number seven. I think it's exactly where he belongs. A guy uh, mm-hmm. I don't mind going with. And you can get him probably around eight, round nine, because tight ends generally people wait on anyway. And no one's taking him that early. Because some people just don't believe for whatever reason. But you look at his numbers. He's very consistent year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about uh, the Titans running game. You you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned Deion Lewis earlier. So uh, Lafleur uh, with the Rams last year uh, took advantage of Todd Gurley's ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. So, I mean, that's one of Deion Lewis's specialties, right? But uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, what do you think that their roles are going to be, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis? I mean, uh, do you think that both of them have fantasy viability? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't know why people were freaking out about this. All right. It's just in today's NFL, so many teams have two running backs that we're both going to draft. Uh, I mean, would I have been happy with Derrick Henry if Deion Lewis wasn't there? Sure. You know, then he might be a running back one. But Deion Lewis is there. It's going to take some touches away, but this doesn't bother me. You know, I'm still taking Henry over Lewis because you have to figure that that Henry's going to be the goal line guy here. So I'm not panicking about this like some people are. They're all freaking out mm-hmm. there. Uh, I'm good with either one here. I would take Henry first, probably in round three, with Lewis no more than a round or two behind. Mm. All right. Uh, so uh, just have a little less than two minutes on our way to a commercial break. Uh, how about we just do one last uh, fantasy superhero? How about the, the fantasy Spider-Man? Now, uh, Spider-Man, when you, when you think about it, uh, Toby Maguire, I think, played a good Spider-Man in the movies. But uh, Spider-Man, if you read the comic books, he's kind of like a wiry, wisecracking kid, right? A teenager, a high school student. So, uh, you know, who would you think, uh, let's say fantasy baseball, like a wiry, you know, kind of player? Well, I mean, we think, you just say wiry, I'm thinking Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that guy's the definition of wiry. What is he, like 6'9 <laughs> and weighs like 100 pounds? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll go Chris Sale as far as the wiry type. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, uh, you know, your two names came to mind in in fantasy baseball were uh, Mookie Betts and Andrew Benintendi. They, if you look at their frame, right, they're, 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 they're kind of thin, they're small. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mookie Betts is this power-hitting outfielder. Andrew Benintendi, another guy that, you know, hitting home runs, stealing bases. When you look at both of these guys, your first instinct isn't to say – Wow, these guys could turn into, you know, sluggers. No? Oh, I would agree. Betts is only about 5'9". <laughs> not a big mm-hmm. man there at all, so it's amazing what he's done. They're both great ball players. I, it, it's, that's another one that's beyond me. Why are people so not believing in Ben Attendee? Great player. Mm. Yeah, especially uh, it's been so hot since the uh, first month of the season. We'll be back with more. We're talking fantasy baseball, fantasy football. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Luna, George Kurtz, Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, producing our show, doing a great job. Follow me on Twitter, at Joe Galena. Follow George Kurtz on Twitter, at George Kurtz. And uh, I want to talk a little, uh, move over, talk a little baseball as we head on to uh, the end of our show. Maybe uh, if we have time, uh, we'll take a look at uh, George's draft. In the Scott Fishbowl League, maybe we'll go back to football, but we'll see what we have time for. And uh, George, I'm looking at uh, you know a lot of people taking issue with the uh, Mets manager Mickey Calloway's press conference today, saying that he didn't know uh, what Yenis Cespedes uh, said last night uh, about his issues with the the heel injury that uh, he claims might need surgery um, and might take uh, eight to ten months in order to uh, recover from it. From it, so we had talked about it earlier. We talked about Cespedes earlier, but uh, uh, it's kind of I've been hearing uh, the words "embarrassing" when it comes to uh, Mickey Callaway's press conference and and whatnot. But uh, you wonder if this guy's going to survive, you know, t- and see a second year uh, as a Mets manager. And a lot of uh, what's going on with him, I, I don't think it's all his fault because the Mets uh, ownership him is strange to say the least. But uh, our friend Joe Girardi was uh, mentioned as a possible replacement, but it, uh, again, <laughs> Mets and embarrassment, you know, they're kind of like going together, which is, uh, I feel bad for my uh, friends who are Met fans like my, my, Mike Florio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they are, they're probably one of the, uh, not probably, I, I've, always, I've been saying for years, I think they're one of the worst, one of the five worst-run sports franchises in professional sports, baseball, football, hockey, mm-hmm. basketball. You know, I don't think there's much mm-hmm. doubt about that. Uh, you know, you take one instance, it's not a big deal as far as Callaway is concerned. You know, but you know, it's over and over again. Because, you know, last night after the game, he does the interviews, and he doesn't know what Suspendus said. That's not a big deal. How would he know? You know the reporter might have just spoken to Suspendus and then went to go talk to Callaway. How would he know? Mm-hmm. Now, he would. Mm-hmm. We see that all the time. But when you take it over and over again, it makes you look like you don't know what's <laughs> going on. You know, that's right. the problem here. You know, uh, so I think once you need, sometimes you need to take that with a grain of salt as far as him mm-hmm. not knowing because I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think anybody would have known. But it's the fact that the mm-hmm. Mets, nobody seems to know. You know, because like I said, we, you and I discussed this earlier. If it's true that he's going to need surgery at some point, no matter what, and he's going to miss eight to ten months, why the hell know. is he not on a DL and having a surgery tomorrow or next week or whenever mm-hmm. it is? This way, you, know, right. you just do the math. Well, it's August, September, October, November, December. Hey, he could be back by April. It's eight months. He may not miss mm-hmm. the uh, much of the season, you know. But uh, if you wait till the end of the year, 
Well, once again, you do it. Well, that's October, November, December. Oh, God, we're now we're going into May. That's just if it's eight months. Mm-hmm. If it's 10, you're into July. You know, so wh- why are you waiting? That's the, pro- that's the problem I have here. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't add up. Is it, I would feel differently if the Mets were playing for something. You know, if they were in contention, sure. Then I understand. You know, let's see if you can uh, nurse him through it. Where he can play, a you know, even if it's just three, four days a week, his bat is that important in the lineup. But it's not. And I think for fantasy owners right now, I mean, if you don't have a DL slot, you know, I'm probably getting rid of him. You know, because mm-hmm. I think you got to think sooner or later it's coming. And one thing Callaway did say, which certainly have a, a probably bigger concern to me, is that, well, we'll have to judge him each day on whether or not he can play. Well, that's yeah. certainly, the, you know, ominous sounding, right? Not, it's not week mm-hmm. to week. He's day to day. You know, someone put on Twitter, I forget who it was, you know, Suspendus is day to day to eight to ten months. That's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, and that's exactly what he is. He's day to day or out ten yeah. months. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a long way off from a an uh, eleven and one start. Uh, remember, the Mets were on top of the world, uh, winning eleven of the, of, the fir- of their first twelve this season. But uh, you are the Roto experts' closer expert, and uh, let's just talk some closes because it's uh, obviously one of the more uh, difficult positions in fantasy baseball to. Uh, to figure out to manage too. So, uh, Brandon Morrow, closer for the Cubs, back on the uh, disabled list uh, with bicep inflammation. He uh, was on the DL previously, not too long ago, uh, when he hurt his back uh, putting on his pants. So, uh, but at this stage, uh, Pedro Strop is the guy uh, there right now, right? And, and how concerning is this that Morrow has gone on the DL twice this season? I know they're two different issues. One's the back, one's the, the, the bicep. But uh, should Brandon Morrow owners be uh, concerned for a long-term you know, issue? I mentioned earlier, Joe, that I traded Brandon Morrow in uh, my home league. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. I did, it's the only league I have Morrow in, is that there have been a lot of, I don't want to say red flags, but how about yellow flags uh, okay. with Morrow over the past six weeks? You know, he's, mm-hmm. he hasn't pitched in uh, several saved opportunities with Joe Madden each time coming out and saying, oh, he needs additional rest. Mm-hmm. You know, once, okay, I get it. But when he's, it's over and over again. And I'm not talking, wait, this is the third or fourth day in a row he's pitched, in which case most teams would do that. You know, so mm-hmm. actually, there been some rough, been some yellow flags here for me. So I was, I don't want to say I was anxious to trade him, but I was looking, looking to trade him. You know, because I, I, I was wondering if something is going on here that we don't know about. There's an injury uh, that they're trying to, uh, you know, slowly work out here. Not anything that's going to keep him out for the season, but that if he could keep mm-hmm. missing save opportunities, and he wasn't getting a, a ton of save opportunities anyway, it was almost like the Cubs would either win big or lose big. So I wasn't disappointed at all. With, uh, with trading him. I mean, once again, if you have him, you're keeping him. What are you going to do? You need a closer. But am I worried? Yeah, I'm worried. Uh, not that he'll lose his job, but that there's an injury that they're trying to work around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what about in Atlanta, Arotis Vizcayano back on the DL with right shoulder inflammation? This one's got to be a little uh, concerning, right, when you're dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, it's a... Multiple stints on the DL. AJ Minter, 39% owned in CBS leagues. I mean, uh, at this stage, uh, if you're a Vizcayano owner, grab uh, Minter and you got to hold on to this guy, right, for the long term because uh, it's, this is another concern. That's exactly what I recommended there. Uh, I would assume Minter's mm-hmm. gone in a lot of leagues. I think the uh, thing is here is when Vizcayano comes back and he's not expected to be out long, if you own Minter, mm-hmm. whether you own Vizcayano or not, you probably want to hold on to him. You know, at least for a couple of weeks to see what happens and to make sure this guy was okay. 
uh, because uh, Minter's pretty good in his own right. So worst case scenario, he protects your ratios. Right? So no mm-hmm. issues there. But best case scenario is he keeps getting saves. And remember, when Vizcaino came back last time, they were splitting the role. You know, Vizcaino's yes. a righty. Minter's a lefty here. So they could go with that again. You know, that doesn't help Vizcaino as far as his health any. You know, either way, either he's going to be ready to pitch in the eighth or the ninth. So I don't know what the uh, – I don't think that helps his health situation, but that might be a change in philosophy from the Braves. So once again, if there's a whole bunch of lefties coming up in the ninth, okay, we're going to save Mitha for the ninth. If it's righties, we'll use Vescaino. And same thing in the eighth. I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen, but that did mm-hmm. seem to be what they were leaning towards before, before he suffered this injury again. And I wonder if they keep uh, – doing that even when Vizcano returns. It's another reason why, if you picked up Minter, congratulations, great move. I'm not releasing him automatically when Vizcano gets activated. Right, right, right. Uh, We already spoke about the Mets uh, closer situation. uh, That uh, It seems like Gizelman, I guess, is the guy that you're going to want to own with uh, the potential trade. Of uh, Familia. So, uh, he's the guy who came in last night, although, but keep in mind, last yeah. night, though, also, one, in that press conference of Mickey Calloway, or he, last night or today, he stated pretty much the best whoever's available, that it'll be a committee. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, once again, tomorrow night, I don't know if you want to go out and grab, you know, and spend $20 on yeah. Gosselman. You know, so right. be very careful here as far as what you do. As of now, Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon, everything we're hearing is that the Familia deal with Oakland is pretty much all but done. So they expect it to get completed sometime tonight, which is not a surprise. Uh, I said it earlier. The reason why Familia didn't pitch last night and today uh, was because he was the Mets. Were, I guess Cali was told not to that a deal is close. Right, absolutely. Uh, Tiger's situation: Shane Green back from the DL, but likely a trade target, right? So uh, Joe Jimenez, uh, if Green gets traded, he's uh, likely to resume the closer's role. No. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, it was a very small sample size, but uh, he, I would expect mm-hmm. Jimenez to be the closer if and when Shane Green is traded. And Green is another one of these mm-hmm. guys, as we discussed earlier, with so many of them. Once he gets yeah. dealt, I'd be shocked if he's the closer for any new team. You know, because once again, we assume when, when these guys get dealt that they'll be to a contending team, and all these contending teams have closers, and they're all better than Green. Not that I think uh, not that I don't think Green can be helpful to a team. I do. I think he'd be very helpful to a team, but I don't think he'll be as closer. Hmm. Uh, Araldis Chapman has been dealing with uh, tendonitis in his knee, uh, skipped the All-Star game, which I'm very happy about, especially since uh, he's been dealing with this knee issue. Um, how concerned should Araldis Chapman owners be? And uh, I guess would it be wise for them to uh, check to see if Betances or David Robertson is available uh, on their league waiver wire. I mean, Robertson uh, is owned in 22% of CBS Sports Leagues. Betances owned in 27% of CBS Sports Leagues. I mean, I, I can really picture the Yankees maybe uh, putting uh, Chapman maybe on a, a 10-day DL. You know, I mean, you have it. Why not, right? I mean, uh, especially if the Red Sox continue to expand their lead. I mean, why not preserve Chapman's arm of, you know, for the, 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 the wild card run, no? Keep him fresh. I could see. I don't think they're going with DL unless, unless the injuries are legit. Uh, I could see mm-hmm. them doing what you're saying, though, preserving him, but in a different way, just by not pitching him. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Yankees don't have a huge lead over the Seattle Mariners. It's only three games. I mean, so they mm-hmm. they got to play it close here. Uh, it's actually a little bit more than three games, but I think it's four games actually, or three four. and a half, yeah. whatever it might be. But uh, I mean, that's not 
insurmountable at all. And if you're playing the wild card game for the Yankees, you certainly want to make sure it's at home. You know, you want Seattle to go cross country, have James Paxton pitch in Yankee Stadium. You know, uh, or once again, if Oakland's there, you want Oakland, same thing, go cross country and pitch in Yankee Stadium where the Yankees have been so good. So this is not, mm-hmm. this is not the Yankees just in, uh, you know, free fall, uh, free fall as far as coasting the rest of the season. They got to make sure they finish ahead of Seattle. Now, I do think Seattle's played so much above their head. It's really, I don't know how they're doing it. So I have a hard, mm. tough time seeing Seattle really catching the Yankees under any circumstance. I want to see but, Oakland you know, catch not, Seattle. I would really love to see Oakland catch Seattle. I think Oakland's four uh, games behind Seattle. They're only four games behind, Coming 12 games Saturday. above 500. Yeah. Oakland actually has a better familiar, run differential you know, than Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oakland has a better run differential team. than Seattle. They are. Mm-hmm. They can hit. They really can't pitch all that much. Uh, so, you know, who knows? And speaking of fantasy-wise, what do fantasy owners do at Robertson Cano in what, two, and, two and a half weeks when he returns? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Seattle that's has said, they've said that he won't play second base. They don't want to uproot uh, D. Gordon. So he's, mm-hmm. he's going to play every day. Yeah, he's going to play some first, some DH. Uh, so that's intriguing. I, he's not going to play much DH. They're not going to bench Nelson Cruz either. So I think first base, mm-hmm. interesting, even though Robinson Cano, Cano has not played an inning at first base. But uh, fantasy owners, you're not going to want to forget about this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little surprised, George, with uh, them not, in, not wanting to uh, – you know, uh, bother uh, D. Gordon because when they traded for him in the offseason, they traded for him and said he's going to be our center fielder. So now all of a sudden they move him back to second and they don't want to move him. Uh, it's kind of well, odd, I think the right? problem is uh, you know, they made the move for Spawn and they like what he's given them. Yeah. You know, you're I, right. They feel yeah. that their team mm-hmm. is better with Spawn playing and, and yeah. Hanager. You know, I guess the question yeah. is if you're, not, if you're going to move uh, Gordon back to the outfield, well, who sits? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Heredia would be the guy. Uh, if you're asking me, that's what I would do. I move Gordon mm-hmm. back to center field. I already sits. Cano at second base. Yeah, you know, that's that's me. And I'd let Ryan Healy hit. You know, play, listen, this could all be thrown to, to the Wolves anyway. Let's say they make a trade and they had another hitter. Mm-hmm. And then this is all screwed up. You know, I don't think I don't think Seattle's done at all. But they're another team that I think has to be looking for pitching because they're doing it with mirrors. You know, Marco Gonzalez, Wade LeBlanc, Mike Leake. You know, Hernandez should be back soon, and, but he's not in the way near the pitcher he used to be. James Paxton's also on the DL, and he's very good. But uh, they have to be looking for starting pitching as well. But once again, it's just not out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about the Nationals? Looks like uh, Sean Doolittle is going to be on the DL a little longer than was initially expected. Uh, so far, the only save opportunity since Doolittle has been on the DL has gone to Ryan Madsen so far. But you have uh, Kelvin Herrera, uh, former Royals closer, who's on the roster as well. But, uh, I mean, there's really no telling how the Nationals are going to be uh, using their closer situation with Doolittle on the DL, right? I mean, could be Madsen, could be Herrera, or do you have any insight? Well, I mean, we can only go by what uh, they did in their one save opportunity, and they used Madsen, which was a surprise, but it's only one opportunity. Now, once again, mm-hmm. a lot of this doesn't really matter because, eh, Doolittle's not, although his, uh, his stay on the disabled list is going to be extended a little bit, he's not expected to be out long-term. You know, so he may be back mm-hmm. Monday. But uh, right now, <laughs> let, let's, say we, let's just say for, for giggles, we find out that Doolittle's out next week too, and you need, you need saves here. I'm not going mm-hmm. out and uh, grabbing Herrera right now, maybe it is Madsen. Maybe Dave Martinez figures that, you know, rather than interrupt my seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy, you know, my ninth inning guy's out. I'm moving the eighth inning guy and Herrera to the ninth inning and the seventh inning guy and Madsen to the eighth inning. I'm going to keep Herrera where he is, and I'm just going to upset the seventh inning. And I'll move Madsen to the closest role. 
Maybe that's what he's thinking. You know, so I, I wonder if that's it. So, uh, like I said, right now, unless I'm really desperate, I, I'm letting this play out because it's just not worth me going, delving deep into it when I don't expect Doolittle to be out more than another couple of games. Hmm. Um. Last uh, closer question. Uh, I saw a rumor. I don't know uh, if you saw the same thing that uh, Bud Norris could be on the block uh, closer for the Cardinals. I mean, uh, did you hear that? And if so, is uh, well, Jordan there's been some Hicks, locker room which, issues there? Yeah. Yeah. With, actually, with Norris and Knicks. You know, uh, but the problem is this. Let's say Norris is dealt. Let's say uh, you're right and Norris is dealt, which wouldn't shock me. You know, Cardinals aren't mm-hmm. playing well. And like I said, there's been some locker room problems. Do we automatically mm-hmm. think it's Hicks or does Greg Holland get another chance? You know, yeah, so that's no. another problem yeah, yeah. there. Jordan mm-hmm. Hicks, I guess you could say, could be the closer of the future. But, you know, Greg mm-hmm. Holland with that big money, eh, it's not something I, once again, it's not something I'd want to bet on. Not in a yearly league. I'd probably like Hicks more in a uh, dynasty or keeper league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're not running out uh, on the waiver wire and grabbing him? Not, n- probably not the saves. No, I, I, I would need something different here. I just don't know. Hey, I don't know if they'll trade Norris. You know, I don't know if the Cardinals are ready to give up. Maybe that happens this weekend. They play the Cubs, uh, what, three times this weekend, doubleheader today. And then uh, tomorrow, I mean, if they get swept and they'll lose all three games, they think they're out of it, maybe. But I, I have the tough time seeing the Cardinals uh, you know, cash in here and say, hey, it's over. Mm. It's, it, Cardinals have been over the years such a stable organization. Just watching them uh, fire their their manager kind of very surprising, you know. Well, once again, this happened almost immediately after the locker room problems, and I wonder if they think mm-hmm, he's lost mm-hmm. the locker room, or if he condoned right. what was happening. They didn't agree with it. The Cardinals have had a lot of issues when you think about it with that, and also the front door was stealing the information from Houston. Uh, it's a lot of intriguing things going on in St. Louis. All right, a lot of fun talking to you, George. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Week in Fantasy Update. Thank you to Sean Engel for doing a great job producing our show. We'll see you next week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.